You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 218. Lightning Beasts of Corball? Why have they not mentioned this before? Welcome to episode 218 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today, yes, just today, as opposed to any other day, I am Nerd Lad. Because <laughs> one of the stories that we're going to do today, I was saying mm-hmm. to the guys before the show, one of these stories, I knew I had read it before, but I didn't have the issue that it was in, so I couldn't figure out where I had read it, and it turns out this was in that, and I always thought it was from tour books, but it was actually from tempo books. And this is that little paperback. So I think I had read that issue uh, 13 of DC Comics Presents, and then I had seen a Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes paperback. And this is one of those ones. It's all in black and white, and it's like two panels per page. And it's like a little sort of pocket-sized uh, book. And it had the Neil Adams graphic of the Legionnaires all flying up in uh, on a sort of a 45-degree angle. And... Um, Anyway, so as we were talking about this, it was like, you know, I'm sure this is available somewhere. And it looks like on the Amazon Marketplace, an acceptable copy of it can be mine for a dollar plus $3.99 shipping. So Mm. I see this happening. I see this happening. Have it again. <laughs> right now, folks. tempo books. He's, <laughs> Seriously, he's stimulating uh, the economy as we speak. <laughs> I'm gonna have this shit ordered before the episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I I recognize that that you know, calling myself nerd lad for <laughs> this is is a bit disingenuous because you know that's pretty much every time we turn on the record button on this show, I'm I'm getting my nerd on, but. This is a whole other level, folks. So, nerds. Yeah, seriously. Nerds. seriously. <laughs> to you, sir. Oh, yeah, to me. I, I'm I'm so wrapped up in your uh, your Nerdiness? Christmas buying spirit because you're obviously buying for yourself. It's very. Uh, my name is Darren Owell, and I, as you're listening to this, I am uh, Orlando Kid because I am actually not where I'm recording this from right now. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yes, indeed. indeed. So, I'm enjoying. Uh, I, I took my last exam, or will take my last exam on Tuesday night, and then I will get on a mega bus and I will be heading down to Orlando for five nice. days of rest and relaxation and i cannot wait you so. should go down there again like at the beginning of january why because i'll be there oh you will annual meetings sir yeah yeah sales meetings in orlando this time around sales meeting in orlando Woo-hoo. yeah baby <laughs> party on <laughs> party on orlando right. uh not Orlando. January is the uh, the winter of my discontent because we get paid as state workers on the last working day of December. Oh, so that's yes. the 21st. <laughs> the winter of your discontent. That's awesome. The winter of my discontent. Paid <laughs> again until January 31st. And everyone's like, no, no, you just don't. You just ignore the fact that you got paid. You get paid three days before Christmas. Wow. Ignore the urge to go buy gifts. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can be difficult. So you basically just have to – I basically stay in the whole week that we're off work and I, I play video games <laughs> and I read comics because I, that way I'm not spending any money. That sounds so, kind of awesome actually. It is. It's very awesome. And, and I'm sorry not to distract for a second but you played Epic Mickey, right? I do play Epic Mickey. Good yes. game? Good game? Good game. Good got, game. Okay. It's coming out soon. I saw it, I saw it cheap at the, at the store the other day, so I think I'm going to pick it up. Because oh, it's they, very good. It's very yeah, good. The, the kid was looking at it, and I was like, ah, I don't know. How good is it going to be? But but I <laughs> I thought I remember you talking about it, so I thought I would ask you. Know, yes, good, it's good very to know, good to know. Very fun. Cool. Um, the, the pirate phase will make you go nuts. I screamed a couple times. Um <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> just did it. Made me angry. Uh, <laughs> You're making me very angry. Angry, very angry indeed. Um, let's see here. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be down there with some friends and just having a good time, and then coming back and working just four days, and then we're off for the week for for the holiday. So yeah, yeah. I am. I'm, this Monday, this past Monday is I'm my last full working week of the year. It's a beautiful wow. thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's beautiful. Unimus. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Matt Kramer, and this week I will be Hobbit Lad, because that's what I'm that's how I'm spending my Friday evening. Going to see the Hobbit in the theaters. I've heard about this. I've heard I've heard some some rumblings about this. So um, I think I'm going to be. I think this will be one that I will be seeing as well because I know I know Jan's a big fan and uh, and she wants to see it. So I I, I had to recently re- reread the book in preparation and I'm I'm still wondering how they're going to make this new three movies. I was just even, that's exactly what even I was just adding ask about. all the supplemental stuff from the yeah. appendices and the lost tales and unfinished tales and Silmarillion. It's still going to be a stretch. Yeah, well, because because to me, like like, so the Hobbit itself, the book, is is it as long as any one of the individual books of the? No, no? it's only about three hundred pages. Okay, so so basically, it is shorter than any of the other books, and yet movie wise, it will be somewhere around three times as long. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that. I mean, I, I think they're going to take some of the stuff from some of the other books that he wrote, like the histories, maybe. Or the Similarian, and, and or right. I'm probably saying that wrong, but How, what is what is you it? are what is <laughs> it, Matt? Matt give it the, to the Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Yeah, thank so, you. So. Hey, is that where Merillion got their name from? Possibly. Interesting. You have to ask Al. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. We got to get him on the show, actually. Yeah, he's really. A, he's a new Legion reader. He is that rare creature <laughs> known as the new Legion reader. Sweet, because he got into the Legion with with the New Fifty Two, and he's digging it. We need to have him on. So he's the one they did everything for. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There you go. The mythical, uh, the, mythical the mythical New Legion new reader, Fifty Two reader, does exist, folks. There you go. And he, and he's just a cool guy anyway. So we should have him on. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, I'll get cool guys rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fire! 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my alright so um, it's getting close to the holidays yay it is indeed um, and so uh, sadly Scott is not with us this week he is on a mission in deep space he is it's a long very mission. deep space it's a long mission it's a bar and, um, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a bar that is not spoiling anything about The Walking Dead. No, no. Um, <laughs> there are so. zombies. No, did I spoil it? I'm sorry. You spoiled it, Darren. There are zombies, folks. Sorry. Way to ruin it. I, I hear in The Hobbit he might find a ring somewhere. Don't. I, don't. Yeah. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Darren, Darren. <laughs> don't be that guy. Oh, please. Whatever. Who the hell am I spoiling this for? Well, because they already kind of covered a lot of that stuff in, um, you know, that book mm-hmm. with the stuff. Um, that book with the stuff. That book with all the stuff in it. Um, well, uh, no, in the movie, in, in the first movie, they they covered a lot of the Hobbit just in that little flashback sequence, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they summed it up in five minutes. In about five minutes, yeah. So now <laughs> and, they're and, and he said, he said, okay, I summed it up in five minutes. Now I'm gonna get nine hours out of this bitch. And you know who's really going to win here? Do you know who's going to win here? New Zealand's economy is going to win. Indeed. Absolutely. So, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flight of the Con. They're like, you can turn this into <laughs> nine movies as far as we're concerned. <laughs> he said, bring it. Bring it. Um, yeah, but, and, but you know who loses? Sherlock fans. Oh, that's right. Because what's his face? Um, well, both Cumberbatch and Freeman. Is Cumberbatch in it as well? Yeah, he is uh, the necromancer. No kidding. Huh. I believe he's also the voice of Smog. See, now now you've ruined the fact that there's a necromancer in the story, okay? <laughs> and of I course, say who the necromancer really is, though. Of course, uh, Bilbo is uh, is played by Martin Freeman, who uh, who has been uh, who is Watson. the younger cousin of Morgan Freeman, actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Um, that's right, Electric Company's Morgan Freeman. You mean and, Love, Love um, Actually is uh, Martin Freeman? Yeah, I was going to, yeah, or he's Watson and Sherlock, of course, or uh, let's go with something even more obscure, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The Galaxy. Martin <laughs> Freeman, because ain't nobody saw that shit. No, no one saw that. The, no one. The, the Office? Never heard of it. <laughs> oh, that's right, too. So, yeah, I'm looking he's... forward to Sylvester McCoy actually in this movie. Yeah, as, as, what? As an ex doctor. This gets know. better and better. Huh? Yeah. All right. So that's cool. Okay. So if that is the if that because we we were we were sort of going through and planning out our daycare schedule because uh, we're going to be off for those for that for that you know week in a bit and. Um, and it's like, well, daycare is going to be open, and we're already paying for it. So, let's put her in this day and this day, and we'll go and have some fun. Don't you love daycare? Uh, well, daycare is very expensive, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but, but I like for I like it for stuff like that, where because like our our old old place, we didn't have to pay, but she was closed that whole time. So it was like, even if we wanted to 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 go and do something else. You know, it's, it's, you know, try getting a sitter for, uh, for the week between Christmas and New Year's ain't going to happen. Right. right. So, yeah. So, uh, so, you know, we're kind of, uh, oh, they're open this day and this day. Our <coughs> child, she shall be there. <laughs> That's the way it's going to be. So, um, anyway, we should, uh, maybe get some Legion stuff or something. Or something. Or yeah. Something. Nah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nah. Eh. All right. Darren, why don't you take us through this first story? Uh, why are you choosing me to do this story? Yeah, you know, you got we got uh, Legionnaires in drag. 
Oh, okay. I'll do the story then. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we have the Legionnaires Who Never Were, Action Comics 392, September 1970. Writer is Carrie Bates. Yeah. Yay. Mm. Penciler is Wynn Mortimer, inker Jack Abel. Letterer is Ben Oda. And we start ben off with Oda. our two-thirds splash page of <laughs> Ben Oda. <laughs> I think he's, he's slightly there. more well known than Joe Lettereasy. Yes, yes, one because Ben Oda was the subject when he passed away was the subject of of uh, of a meanwhile column, and we all know <laughs> how I am about the meanwhile column. You, you, uh, you should just uh, marry the meanwhile if, column. Hey, I swear if to I God. was, you know, if if polygamy was legal here, I'd be all <laughs> over it. it. Isn't Utah up there with y'all? I thought no, never mind. Okay, never mind. Ge- so Americans in geography, <laughs> uh, you know. You mean Darren in geography? No, 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 no. There's uh, remember the time of the Atlanta Olympics where someone told someone on the phone that they couldn't send t- uh, tickets for events to New Mexico because they were only selling to people who were in the United States. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, that yeah. This is that was the Arizona. That was the Atlanta Olympics. That was the Atlanta Olympics in 96, yes. <laughs> you know, good times, good times. Indeed. So we should say people in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, we could say people in Georgia. Still teaching the world how we can embarrass an entire country. In less than <laughs> thank words. you, Honey Boo Boo. Honey, anyway. yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. thank you, Honey Boo Boo. All right. So here we are, and we have Karate Kid looking at um, what appear to be um, two of our lovely Lady Legionnaires, uh, Saturn Girl and Projectra, being held from behind by what appears to be um, Saturn Man and Prince Projector. Hmm. Well, I guess we have to see Saturn what's going lad. on here. Was oh, it Saturn uh, Lad, not Saturn Boy? Okay. I can, I can imagine that Saturn Lad's like, why couldn't this have been the issue before she changed her costume? I know, right? Because he is wearing those high high boots. And, wow. And we have to, okay, everybody take a drink. We have Saturn Girl Bikini time. Yes, we do. Hells Just, yeah. You know, this is not appropriate for a telepath, but she wears it through like, what, 70 issues now? Well, yeah. so Until what the- they wreck the boat. Uh, until Gim wrecks that ship. She is in the the, f- the pink bikini. That's right. That's right. So so let's let's think back to this. Uh, so this is what September nineteen seventy. Yeah. Yes, September nineteen seventy, and that was eighty one, eighty two, eighty one. I think. Yeah. That was a wow. long time for this costume. It's a, so. lo- it's a long time. There's a lot of cold winters in there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of head beams going on here, folks. Yeah, well, that's that's why so. they changed it before she landed on the asteroid. It's like, you know. No, no, that, this was a spare costume that she she's, had. She's, yeah, that's right, because otherwise she's going to put someone's eye out. We have hey, now. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> is it cold or is it just you? Anyway, hey, now. So. All right, so... Uh, Karate Kid's like, tie, the, tie up these phony Saturn Lad and Prince Projector. They were crazy to try to convince us they are Legionnaires. Right, Karate Kid, this so-called Saturn girl won't get away. And Projector's like, but we are in the Legion. I'm Princess Projector of Orando. Let me go. <laughs> oh. oh. We know these two girls are Legionnaires, don't we? Then why do, their other, why do the other heroes act as though the heroines are the Legionnaires who never were? <sighs> Wishful thinking. I know. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, really. Uh, Legionnaire like Cruiser Zone. makes a silent landing on a lonely asteroid in the 30th century, and it landed safely because Colossal Boy was not flying it. <laughs> this is Planet Toid 7RK, where Karate Kid told us the space renegade Poser Du is taking refuge. Even though he's my boyfriend and the Legion leader, I don't see why Val picked us to go after Poser. Do you, Saturn Girl? 
he must have had a good reason, Princess Protector. Anyway, it's my first mission in my new costume. Note the editor's note down here. Surprised at Saturn Girl's new look? The design was submitted by Kay Haven Metzger, Columbia City, Indiana. And don't miss Supergirl's new fashions in the September adventure. Now, that would have been Hot Pants Supergirl, correct? Yes, that would be Hot yes. Pants Supergirl with the, uh, the red S over on the side. A red S and a black guy. <laughs> I'll flash the info tape you brought along. I've never heard of Poser until this mission came up. Poser. <laughs> Poser. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and Poser 2 is especially dangerous due to his arsenal of deadly long-range weapons. Extreme caution must be taken around him to stay alive. Woo, Val certainly didn't pick an easy target for us, did he? Uh, using their flight rings, the beautiful manhunters. Ooh, ooh, now they're manhunters. No man escapes them. Um, they scout the asteroid surface until... That's his ship. I recognize it from the info tapes. Use your telepathic powers to read Poser's mind and find out if he knows we're here. The answer to that is yes. And we see some guy with a bazooka from, from gun. Peter Francis Tracy. Yep. Where did that come from? Oh! Now uh, the two stricken heroines fall. The side they were hit by a, a black light ray. So he's got Phantom uh, Lady's powers, I guess, in there. Or even Shady's. But Shady's doesn't usually make people... Uh, Unconscious, so the two stricken heroines fall out of the sky, and sometime later, whatever his weapon was, it knocked us out of the air like we were geese, <laughs> titanium geese. Uh, we've been unconscious for hours. Oh, Poser must have been hidden, just waiting to ambush us. And as the two legionnaires are airborne again, uh, gone. Poser apparently returned to his ship and jetted off this asteroid. We blew the mission. I hope Val isn't peeved at us for botching the job. At least Poser's weapon didn't do us any permanent harm. Soon, after a return flight to Earth, that's odd. All I'm picking up are hostile thought patterns, and they're coming from our headquarters. Great Antares, the energy grappler has been unleashed on us. It's a big net, folks. <laughs> this isn't the last time we'll see this. Yeah, oh, wait. boy, howdy. Oh, wait, it is. But it's but it's only used to immobilize unfriendly inmate um, ships. Why I only vaguely remember this headquarters. Right. Yeah, I've never seen this headquarters before. This this Do we see it for much this. after this? No, I don't think so. I think it goes back to the tall orange building okay, it's always in. Yeah. Thanks, cause cause with this I'm trying to remember, have we see did Fortress Lad get Well Fortress Lad's headquarters eventually becomes the headquarters of the subs. Oh uh, no, I realize that, but have we got to the issue where it gets destroyed? Yeah, that was the one. That was with, a while uh, back. You're right. That yeah. was the one with uh, Validus boxing on the cover. That's right. So that was a while back. So because they had to build the new one, and that was the one where Brainy fought all those invaders alone because they had neutralized the rest of the Legion. So, but did they rebuild it to this? No, no. no they did rebuild. So this is sort of an aberration. Yes, because we've already seen um, the 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 building that would last through to the Baxter run. Yes, this is Earth sixty nine. So okay, hey now, and we'll find out why in a minute. Oh, oh dear, <laughs> this is Cosmic Boy. Your craft has violated Legion airspace. Identify yourselves at once. Have you flipped out, Cos? Stop fooling around and release the ship. He sounded serious, Projector. We better play along. We're Saturn Girl and Princess Projector returning from asteroid seven RK. We request permission to land. Negative. Touch nothing on that ship. We'll use the energy grappler to bring it in. After the cruiser has been deposited on a landing dock. Why all the Legionnaires have pistols is pretty amusing here. Yes. <laughs> never do that. Well, any of the they're, they're, the consistency is not the strong suit of this story. No. <laughs> no. 
I don't believe it. Four of our teammates have taken weapons from our emergency arsenal, and it looks like they'll zap us if we make one quick move. Right, you phony. You two must take us for idiots. There never were any legionnaires named Saturn Girl and Princess Projectra. You are both complete strangers to us, says Karate Kid. Now explain who you are and how you got access to one of our Legion cruisers. And we see Matter Your Lad, Shady, uh, Karate Kid, and Kaz. Uh, cut the act, Karate Kid. This joke has gone far enough. Projector and I aren't laughing. Oh, incident of Legion hazing. Take a Hello. drink. Uh-huh. And we're not joking. You're spies and stupid ones, too. You should have posed as real members instead of impersonating two Legionnaires who don't exist. That was you two are going to our silly, detention yes. spheres for questioning. Wait, let us loose for a few minutes. We'll show you proof of who we are right here in Legion headquarters. <laughs> and the they, re they grant the request from Projectra, and the girl's first stop is the vast clubhouse in the archive computer. Oh, this computer's programmed with complete data on all members, but we aren't included? Wait a minute, maybe it's a trick. Those last two cube slots are blank, and that means it means we've just admitted two new members and haven't programmed computer data for them yet, and neither of them is a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah stupid yeah. girls. Noticeably upset, Projectra's next stop is the Legion Hall of Trophies, but this isn't right. One of my trophies has always been over here. And one of mine used to be right here. Someone's been tampering with these exhibits. It's obvious these two are just spy spies stalling for time. Infuriated, the girls make a last desperate attempt to prove themselves. That does it. Here's proof you can't dispute. Something's wrong. I've lost my illusion casting powers. Not very convincing performances. Oh, blazing suns, all my telepathic abilities have vanished too. Well, that's convenient. But if you want to see what your powers are supposed to be, take a look at our two new Legionnaires. Presenting Prince Projector and Saturn Lad. Oceans of Arando, this is too much. <gasps> They're real-life male versions of, of us. But our powers work. Look how easy it is for me to cast this illusion. And I'm picking up the thought waves of Shrinking Violet, who's on her way here right now. A moment later, Violet enters, and she says, I came to take a look at the intruders. <laughs> oh, Saturn Lad was 100% accurate. He must have have my read, mind reading ability and Prince Projector has proven his illusion power it looks very bad for us Saturn girl uh, bad is the word for the girls who can find themselves in prison 40 feet in the air at least one thing hasn't changed the, det the detention sphere we are suspended at the exact center of this huge chamber by magnetronic rays I don't think we see those again either <laughs> uh, out in all directions and Brainiac 5 designed the spheres to be virtually escape proof there must be an explanation for this nightmare Projector and then projects like nightmare maybe that's the answer what if poser's weapon projected us into a dream so lifelike it seems like it's really happening right now we might still be lying unconscious back on that planetoid there's another possibility poser's weapon could have hurled us into a different dimension with a parallel earth <laughs> uh yes this I might have been the first place that i learned of parallel earths legion that we don't belong in Ah, two possibilities and maybe some more we haven't thought of, but we won't find the answer cooped up here. Saturn Girl, look at your hand. Val made an oversight that puts an escape method right at our fingertips. He probably figured our flight rings were phonies. It never occurred to him that they really work. Now I know your plan, Projector. Let's try it. Simultaneously, the girls use their rings to propel themselves apart in opposite directions. Uh, the pressure is terrific. Don't know how much longer I can keep this up. We'll drain the rings to the limit. The sphere wall's only weakness is its elasticity. Tense moments later, a dramatic breakthrough. We did it! Quick, reverse directions! Or the, at this velocity, we'll be smashed against the walls of the chamber! <laughs> ah, we're free, yet we're not. This clubhouse is huge, but for us, it's still a prison. We could never get out without being detected. What next? You keep out of sight till I get back. 
what I have in mind won't take long, and Projectra zooms through the maze of corridors she knows well. Luckily, it's night. Most Legionnaires are asleep in their quarters, but right now there's one particular member I'm interested in. Uh, yes. Hey, now. Soon in the quarters of the Legion's leader, you, Karate Kid says. So we underestimated you and your partner. It might have taken some mighty sharp thinking to escape your detention sphere. And Projector says, no one else can hear us here, Val. If this is all a big hoax, level with me now. Val, that's beautiful. The enemy power you take orders from has even briefed you on my real name. Stop it. Stop pretending you don't remember that we were a couple. Only a few months ago, you told me you loved me. We were on leave from the Legion, and you took me on top of the glorious meteor pyramid on the planet Fraud. This fraud. <laughs> this double sunrise isn't half as beautiful as you, Jackie. I'm glad I finally told you how I feel about you. Believe me, Val, there isn't anyone in the universe I'd rather be with. Suddenly, the female Legionnaire makes an aggressive move. Uh-oh. None of that sounds familiar, huh? Well, maybe this will spark a memory. Hmm? And she lays her lips on Karate Kids. And he's like, what are you? Mm-hmm. But as soon as the momentary... Ain't no, ain't, there is no super karate move to defend against that. Uh-uh. Nice try, but I don't know you. Ah, <clears throat> oh, something's wrong. I'm blacking out. That's because I stopped by the equipment lab to hear my lips with a knockout serum I concocted. It only works on Earth people, not Arandans like me. <laughs> wow. wow. What luck that they happen to have exactly that formulation. You know, and it's very lucky that they did that on all the other Earths, too, if, if her theory is correct, isn't it? So, <laughs> that's projector bends over the fallen leader. This miniature device from the lab I placed on Val's neck when I kissed him should tell me what I need to know to clear up the mystery. Moments later, returning to the corridor, uh-oh, Saturn Girl doesn't seem to be around anywhere. Has she been recaptured or? Suddenly, the beautiful Legionnaire is confronted by her masculine counterpart. Ah, uh, there you are. Your accomplice has already been taken, and you're next. Good. I was hoping I'd come across the prince again. Time to go into my act. Now that I'm away from Saturn Girl, I've regained my illusion power. Does Projector know something we don't? Then mm-hmm. shot. Oh, she illusion. read the script. Being devoured by some sort of alien <laughs> gas creature. Hope the illusion I'm projecting around myself looks frightening enough to do the trick. Oh, every ounce of my energy is being soaked out of my body. I, I'm dying. <laughs> Great moons of Jupiter, don't panic, Jackie. I'll summon the other Legionnaires. We'll get you out in time. And I blink later, the apparition's gone. Too late, Fritz Projector. Quote, you already gave yourself away. So it really is Brainiac 5 underneath that mask. It's pretty shocking. I would have gotten away with it. <laughs> it was a few meddling kids. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, I used a device I invented to fake your power. Congratulations, Projector. You've come to... How about letting me in on this? Why test me? A few days ago, our archive computer disclosed the data. This is bad. According to this prediction, they can't even use Dream Girl for this. Okay. Yeah. One air is dangerously near the breaking point. It's Princess Projectra. The data shows a 90% probability that she will break the time of crisis and jeopardize the other members' lives. As you know, the archive computer is new and still in the experimental stage. There was a chance it had malfunctioned, made an error the only way to find out for sure was to put you through a grueling ordeal. And that's and just it. The archive computer, you know, they're like, it's expensive. It's a hardcover. Uh, <laughs> it's full color, very glossy. You know, we don't know if it's going to work out. So we might only get, you know, sort of 10 volumes in and then. About well, 13. 13? 13. Yeah. Dang. For 13 on my shelf, actually. Uh, well, 12 more and I'm, I'm set. <laughs> so I guess used your telepathic control to make me think I had lost my elusive right. As the test, I had to stay by your side and grade your response to the crisis. And two more players that make their 
Sunboy and Chameleon Boy. Oh, known. It's rather good at mm. He does have nice legs, folks. He really does. Wow. Um, and Cam, and it was simple for my chameleon powers to make me into a convincing poser. <laughs> How'd you get wise? One of Brainy's inventions helped me. I placed this tiny truth disc on Val's neck. Oh, oh see, we'll be seeing this again. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> it was lying, and you made a goof too, Brainy. As I planned, the monster illusion I cast myself made you panic for just long enough to let your guard down and call me by my nickname, Jackie. Only my friends ever call me that. Uh, it's about time you woke up, boss man. Did I pass the test? And Val's walked in. He's like, tomorrow I'm ordering the computer to be dismantled and repaired. Wrong. I'm doing it. Oh, it's Monel, the deputy <laughs> leader. Not anymore. It's past- I love that. It's Monel, the deputy leader. Um, um, what you're explaining this to to Karate? Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> it, it's it, well, Ultra Boy was standing in the background. So they had to explain who he was. We gave him a week. We gave yeah. him a week. <laughs> anymore. It's past midnight of your last day in office, kid. Now I'm the new leader, and Element Lad is my deputy. And Element Lad begins his first of four consecutive deputy leader assignments. Oh, torture. <laughs> An official ceremony takes place as the adult advisor swears Monel in, and I guess that's Marla. Yeah. Um, and I will faithfully perform the duties of leader. Sorry, you're not leader anymore, Val. No, Jackie. Sorry, I didn't have leave office a week ago, so I wouldn't have had to put you through that ordeal. The end. Yeah. And is that the end of the action run? Sure is. There you go. With that, it's it's suddenly over. Oh, oh it's having cross-dressing legionnaires, folks. Always. <laughs> um. All right. So. And and it would be a few months before we saw a Legion story, like six months. That's huge. That's quite a few months. It is. It is. It's a lot of months. So, um... And she went to action. So, but they moved into Superboy, and uh, they would stay there for quite some time. Yeah. Eventually, they'll kick Superboy out. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, we moved in. Oh, it's nice here. We like it. Oh, this couch is so good. Oh, no, you just stand over there. And then, <laughs> then eventually, out he, out he would go. All right, so this issue um, is... I believe it is. Um, this is a story that we've never really seen before, so it's important that we that we get into this because you know we don't really know how the um, Naranzas got their powers. Um, so this if only is, we knew, yeah. If only we knew exactly. So this is written by Nelson Bridwell with art by the late George Tuska, and I think George Tuska passed away just sort of early in uh, when we started the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I remember doing the episode um, when he died, and we actually we talked about this story because, you know, there was this and maybe one or two other. Uh, maybe this was his only Legion story. I'm not sure. I know he did some other stuff that surrounded the Legion, like when they were doing their um, their run in the Digest Adventure <laughs> comics. Tusco was doing the uh, the art on the uh, the other lead story, which was the Challenges of the Unknown. Um, anyway, so this one is called Brotherly Hate, and it is in uh, Superboy 172 from March 1971. Uh-huh. And I don't know who lettered it. I think it was, um, 
Um, it was uh, it was Joey uh, <laughs> Joey uh, pen in hand, and um, so um, Superboy actually sort of gives us a little intro. It says hi. With this issue, we welcome the Legion of Superheroes into my magazine after their recent appearances in Action Comics. I was an active member of this group of 30th century crime busters for some years. I could reach their era by crashing through the time barrier. Now I'm a Legion reservist, and I have a tale of three of my super pals called Brotherly Hate. Oh, no. That uh, can't be good. All right, so we, um, we see a Legion ship heading toward the main branch of the Interplanetary Bank. If only we knew where the main entrance was. If only, exactly. And um, they, they've got a nice big sign that says that this is the main branch. And uh, so the call says that the place has been robbed, and uh, the legionnaires get there, and they say, someone knocked out the, uh, the guardian beasts. Not the guardian oh, beasts. No. Yes, the thief knocked <laughs> them out with lightning bolts. <gasps> oh, Gasp. well, who lightning do we know bolts. who can do that? Now uh, tell me. Light, have, lightning lasts. At, at this point, have we seen <laughs> Lightning Lord in this era? I Not don't for so. a while. We we haven't seen him now. No, no but but have him in the adult legion. We've stuff. only seen him in the adult legion stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is the first appearance of of Lightning Lord in sort of quote unquote current period legion. Uh, because everything else was a future story of the future team. Um, so anyway, he says lightning. Can it be? And they say our automatic cameras got a solid light picture of him. And they put it up there, and it's like a, um, you know, it's like a, a, it's a hologram, basically. So there, it, there he is. I was afraid of this light last. It's him, Lightning Lord. That's what he calls himself now. Yes, our brother Mecht. Oh, oh no! How terrible. Sob. Oh. I think a choke would have been more effective. You know, just a choke. <laughs> um, you miss that, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, Lightning Lad says he was always hard with a cruel streak. I remember, and Superboy uh, takes over the narration and says, I remember hearing about how the three were forced to land there. <laughs> I picture him now. He's, he's, he's like uh, Waylon Jennings in the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> wow, I remember those Rand's boys are getting in some trouble. He says, I remember hearing about how the three were forced to land their space flyer on the planet Korball. They tried to lure some lightning monsters to recharge the ship's batteries. Never heard of them. Uh, We call them them beasts, not monsters. Monsters is a a derogatory term. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. The uh, the monster anti defamation league. Defamation league. Metal. Yes. Uh, they would they would be all over us. But it's lightning beast. Take a break. Thank you, Mr. Bridwell. Um, and so it turns out they 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 attacked them, but they're not hurting them. No, they charged them with their lightning. Whoa. Yeah crazy so that's how they acquired their lightning powers later mech disappeared and lightning lad went to earth looking for him on the earthbound ship of course this is where garth rands runs into rock Kryn, and and this is the way that uh, rock introduces himself he, you know all lightning lad says is i'm garth rands and he's like i'm rock Kryn from brawl where everyone has magnetic powers we're considered adults at 14 so i'm off to earth to get work and he's like dude <laughs> just i'm <laughs> just saying hi exactly like whole life story seriously um and of course uh 
um, you know, I should, the hothead Garth Rands, we should have known it was in the cards at this point. Um, you know, Rock is like, it's RJ Brand, the richest man in the world. I would like to get a job with him. Meanwhile, Garth is like, he sees Imra and he says, get a load of that blonde. <laughs> Exactly. Hubba hubba, hubba, he says, indeed. (laughs) Uh, And so guys are reaching for their guns, and Saturn Girl reads their mind. They're going to kill Mr. Brand. This is another story. We've never seen this before. Um, So um, a blast of lightning should take care of this guy, and a little magnetism disarms his buddy. My power is magnetism. I'm a... uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, Brand asks them to, to meet him. So the next day... He says, you want us to form a crime-fighting group? But we're all teenagers. And he says, so were Superboy and Supergirl when they started back in the 20th century. Each of you has a superpower and has proved you can use them judiciously. Um, so, you know, Cosmic Boy's, well, I came to Earth to get a job. This sounds like a good one, especially if I can get one of those uh, bonuses like Chameleon Boy got last episode. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, but Lightning Lad's like, and I'll be in a fine position to track down my brother, Mac. And it's like, hey, hey, that's not what I'm paying you for. <laughs> um, and uh, Imra says this is even better than joining the science police I'd hope to do this pleases uh, RJ Brand so then he orders um, new uniforms for the newly named Lightning Lad Cosmic Boy and Saturn Girl so you know this is definitely a bringing everyone up to speed with who the Legion are um, who's the Legion? indeed indeed what's the Legion? um so then Lightning Last later joins the uh, the Legion and, and then was imbued with the power of making things super lightweight. Nice quick introduction. You see, it can be done. Nowadays, they take three issues to do that. Um, so um, he says, we never found Mech, though. And, um, and then it's, you didn't, but some of us did. This Timberwolf talking. He says, uh. he was with a gang we broke up, but he escaped. What? And um, I I said, I hope that uh, scared him into reforming, but it didn't. Did we see that? I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, It's Timberwolf. Let's go after him. So the Legion craft takes off into the void, and they trace him, and they've found the heat trail of his rockets. Fortunately, it's just his rockets. Mm -hmm. So they see the ship, and they see him. And uh, they get out, and he says, Mech, we've come to take you back. And he says, don't call me Mech. I'm Lightning Lord, and you're not taking me anywhere. And, um, and Lightning, uh, Light Lass and Lightning Lad are, are torn. Lightning Lad says, thinks to himself, it's our job to take him in, but he's our brother. And Ayla's thinking, I just can't fight him. <laughs> and him. so, joke. <laughs> and so, so, uh, so then uh, Timberwolf's like, well, I'm going to show them my fancy gymnastics. Ooh, look <laughs> at me spin. Uh, he says, I can't blame them for hesitating, but with my super strength and ac- acrobatic powers, I'll wrap this guy up in two minutes flat. Um, and um, and so Lightning Lad makes to uh, to zap him, and apparently, this ain't the speed of lightning, folks. Um, and so um, Light Last says, "No, can't let my brother harm the boy I love. My flight ring." And um, and he zaps, and he actually and he accidentally hits Ayla, and she's like, "Stop! You can't." That's what you get for interfering. Oh and no, Tim- you meddling kids. Exactly. And Timberwolf <laughs> loses it. He Zip. has his little berserker rage and he says, You heard her, your own sister, and he picks up a rock. He's like, I saw Hulk do this. This is badass. <laughs> I and got rock. <laughs> I got rock. And uh, and he and he throw and then then Mech zaps him and it's no Timberwolf, this is my fight. I'll shatter that rock with a lightning bolt. 
I should never have held back. Again, it doesn't take quite as long to do it as it does to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. And so Garth says, so you, or, or Garth, uh, you know, still challenging him. Mech says, so you aren't chickening out after all, brother. And he says, it looks to me like you decided to resign from the family, brother. Well, are you going to make your move? And he says, sure, when I'm good and ready. And how about you? And he's like, can't let him get the drop on me. Must move first. And he zaps. And it's much zapping. And there's lightning back and forth. And Timberwolf is watching from the sidelines. says, talk about being fast on the draw. Lightning lad, poor Saturn girl. Uh, Lightning lad parried his brother's bolt. Um, and he says, we're too evenly matched. Neither of us can get past the other's guard. And, uh, and Lightning lad notices that the cliff behind him contains silver ore, which is an excellent conductor. So if I hit it right, the bolt should travel through the ore, hit him from behind, and short circuit him. And he zaps him, <coughs> and the bolt turns his hair snow white. That's why he's gray and Lightning lad isn't. Ah. Well, now you know. Now we know. <laughs> and that is some fraction of the battle. Um, and he says, I still can't believe our own brother could turn criminal. And he says, and after he returns some of the loot and spends some time in jail, he may have second thoughts. Or, you know, not. Or not. Yeah. Um, Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and Superboy gets his quote on. He says, Thomas Fuller in the 18th century wrote, he that has no fools, knaves, nor beggars in his family was begot by a flash of lightning. My legion friends sure learned how true that is. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. So there we have it. Um, you know, we could probably cover this little section here. <laughs> um... Just they they do and this was in um, the Giant Adventure Comics, which was number four hundred three. And what was the month? Mm. This one I actually think I've got. Um, four hundred three, April nineteen seventy one, and uh, it is fashion from the fans and the diagram of the Legion headquarters complex. So it is the, yes, it is the fashion. So of course, as we know, Saturn girl, I've never actually seen this. Saturn Mm -hmm. girl debuted, uh, her new outfit, which was designed by Kay Haven Metzger from Columbia city, Indiana. And so readers start had, had already been submitting new costume designs for the Legion and now they're pouring in. So here's a sampling of some of the best. So, uh, duo damsel had one, the, the whole split where it was, the half and half, the the purple and uh, and orange split. This is where it came from, Nick Pascal from Brooklyn, New York. And the idea was that when she splits, one of them's wearing purple and one of them's wearing orange. But when mm. she's put together, it's a half and half costume. Kind of a neat idea. Phantom Girl um, had a costume that I don't know that we ever saw again. And uh, this was Paul Decker from Okonomo, Okon. I kind of walk. Thank you, sir. Thank you from Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, she had a big, uh, a big early '70s pendant with the P on it. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't think that one ever came into. Uh, no, nor this lightning last one. This light last one where she had a design by Dwayne Poe from Newport News, Virginia, mm-hmm. which had the feather on her belt. Shrinking Violet was wearing uh, something that Dawnstar would wear. 
So it's a, you know, multi-fringed uh, with a headband. I'm shrinking Violet. How do you it's, like this way out costume from Paul R. Paul R. Roberts in Monterey, California? And I, I have to think that that kind of must have inspired the idea for the new character being um, more Native American looking. Because we hadn't seen Dawnstar at this point. That's a good point. No, we have not. Cosmic Boy wearing a costume that, well, better than what he ended up with. But... Not by much. Um, and this was by Kenneth Bryan from Elba, Alabama. And it had a big C on it. That was the main difference. It had sort of a squared neck and that sort of thing. Uh, Karate Kid got a costume uh, designed by Charles Tyson from Victoria, Texas, that, just in case we weren't sure, on the front of the shirt had a hand doing a karate chop. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> just in case anyone was confused about what he did. <laughs> An ultra boy, um, his costume was designed by someone who called himself Master O from Norwich, uh, Connecticut. And it was... Is, is he Master P's father? I think he's Master P's father, indeed. Oh, um, it had a split cape, which was attached to the collar and belt, so you had like basically two wings kind of thing. And... Um, yeah, yeah, that that never there's saw. A, there's a reason we never saw it. Yeah. Um, and this how um, interesting. Um, Kenneth Bryan's buddy uh, C. Howard from Elba, Alabama. Um, he did one for Shady that has kind of an Egyptian feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Princess Projector got one by Paula Markham from Tulsa, Oklahoma, which had a mini mini skirt and as her symbol a crown. Because mm-hmm. she's a princess, you see. What about well, well, they they put the crown projector. Yeah, uh, exactly. He, does, exactly. he doesn't get a new one, I'm afraid. Um, they they did put the crown in Jackie's um, pink and yellow costume on the top of her boots. So that crown theme did move on, even though this costume did not. Oh wow! Okay, I did, I did not realize that. Um. Okay, so then we, we get Lightning Lad from Barbara Jean Scott of San Antonio, Texas, which is a more casual uniform. Kind of like some, it looks like some jeans um, and, you know, a pair of boots and like sort of more of a loose t-shirt kind of thing, but mm-hmm. really based on that uh, Silver Age costume. Uh, and the subs were not left out. Yeah, Paul Decker, um, who we mentioned earlier, Paul Decker, where was he from? He was uh, a page back. Paul Decker is the guy who uh, designed the Phantom Girl pendant costume. Uh, she did one for he did one for Night Girl with uh, thigh high boots and uh, some little revealing cutaways. Um, Chlorophyll Kid got an extra wide belt with pouches to carry all kinds of seeds. Actually, it's that not a bad idea. That's kind yeah. of a not a bad idea. And it got rid of the goofy helmet that he had. And um, anyway, so he says, I have the power to make him grow super fast, you know. Mm. Um, Indeed. And then Saturn Girl, um, while she had that, while that new outfit that she wore at the beginning of the feature is fine for warm weather, uh-huh, uh, Barbara Jean Scott from San Antonio, Texas, um, came up with one that was for winter wear with a jacket that she could remove. And yet the other one is the one that she wore for the next eight, uh, the next 10 years. Yeah, you never saw that jacket. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So there nice you go. Nice idea. Mm, 
Yeah. Got some Legion fashion stuff. Then we got um, um, a diagram of the headquarters complex, which is unlike the one that we saw just an issue ago, which is the one that we would see for quite some time. Um, this Until would... Omega. Well, it lasted beyond Omega. Well, no, it blew up and then they rebuilt it. Yeah, they rebuilt it as it was. As and, it was. Uh, and um, so it would last through to the Baxter run, basically. Yeah. Right? Um, actually, it blows up um, two to three issues before that starts. Oh, mm. okay. Because there Brainy's trying to cure Danielle Focar. And guess what happens? Goes mad. His madness. Well, he lets something out <laughs> again. Because <laughs> that's what he does. So he the will never wall. Learn. The never. wall. No. No, exactly. The walls are made of thymoplastic lined with mag, mang, manganium inertron. Even Superboy can't punch through these walls without extra effort. However, everyone else can blow it up or put a hole in it or, or whatever. Um, sure. So the Legion Academy was actually on the same grounds. Um, so graduates join Legion Auxiliary and may replace any Legionnaires who die or resign. There's a flight ring obstacle course and a classroom with thought projectors to measure reactions to danger. Hmm. Interesting. Danger. Uh, there was, an, and, and next to that, the gymnasium. Um, there was a dome that it opens when seats eject Legionnaires up into the air with flight rings. Um, an interstellar communications globe with a control room and of course the aforementioned ejector seats. There is a Legion flag. So this act replaces the old clubhouse that was in uh, No Escape from the Circle of Death in Adventure 367. Uh-huh. There's a launching pl- rocket launching platform, a security room with equipment for emergency use only, and then there's a super gymnasium. Not to be confused with the regular gymnasium. Um, and a uh, memorial room with a statue of Feral Lad. Take a drink. Because, of course, he was killed in action. And a statue of Superboy. Take a drink. Because he resigned active membership. What about false pretenses, lad? <laughs> no such luck. Sorry. Um, then there's the arsenal, which contains a tank and a bunch of rockets. And atomic generators, which are fueled by power jewels. Mm, power jewels. Mm. Out front, we have, and this was a, uh, this was again something that we would see in um, Weisinger Plaza for quite some time. Uh, the United Planets Monument, which was a uh, you know big ball with a whole a bunch of little ones sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. There was the computer room, which had a lot of reel to reels. Then there was the girls' dormitory. And then special elevator to Monel's underground vault containing his anti-lead serum because apparently you gotta put that shit on a different floor. <laughs> that you Yeah, did. you saw what happened with it oh, a few issues point. ago. That's a good point. People mess with it. Um then there's the meal synthesizer. So Star Trek replicator basically. The chem Indeed. shower. And then the boys' dormitory. So there we go. The Legion headquarters. Unlike the one that we saw just a few minutes ago. The, so it's replaced the old Legion Clubhouse from uh, uh, Adventure 367. And then we just like made up one for like five minutes in another. In another mm-hmm. Because that's the way they roll. That's, that's the way they roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
Anyway, so there we go. So that, uh, so there you go. The action run is done, and we're into Superboy. And this is the this is going to be the Legion's home basically for the next twelve years. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, until yeah. they spin off into the Baxter series. Well, though it's Superboy, and then it becomes Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, and then it will yeah. become Legion of Superheroes, right, and then it becomes right. Tales of the Legion of Superheroes yeah. until it finally uh, comes to an end. So yeah. yeah. So they uh, they had a good run. They had a good they did. Run. They had a great run, and um, yeah. So uh, so there you go. Action runs over. Yay! Yay! Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying that cube right now. I'm not saying that anyone who has hoped for the end of the action run has won because that would be just wrong. But there it is. Um, but yeah. some fun, quirky stories and some, some goofiness. Important. Uh, well, some some key stuff, mm-hmm. right? We had the whole Eltrogan thing, which which you know basically set up all kinds of crazy stuff for the five year later run, and then you had the whole thing with the tax code and the and, and things staying in line, and uh, and we and we also got Carrie Bates uh, coming into the Legion, and that was Indeed a good thing do. because Carrie Bates he'd bring us some new Legionnaires. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. One or two. After he kills off an old one. <laughs> yes, well, there was that. That's yeah. coming, folks. Don't eh, worry. He'll never see it coming. <laughs> That's true. He won't. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> so uh, so there we go. So anyway, um, anyone got any, anything else to add? Good? I think we're okay. All right. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is it a short episode where people are going to think we're breaking up? <laughs> no, no, we're we're still we're still just within an hour. It's all good. Oh, okay, it's so all we're good. good. We're good. Totally wobbly. <laughs> you know, Darren's on vacation right now. He's he's calling in from uh, from Orlando. I am <laughs> from parts unknown. Parts Indeed. very much. Parts well, it'll be known to me once I'm done. But, hey now. You know. All right, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on the forum. It is forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. You can join in the even bigger conversation on the Facebook page. That is facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And in, here's one other thing. Send us some stumps. Yeah. Stump the subs. Stump the subs. Send them in to Legion of Subs 2 Podcasters at, at gmail.com and uh, we'll uh, and just put in the subject line stump the subs and we will uh, go through and and do that trivia thing. So that's always a lot of fun. So with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. We head back to the twenty first century to a headquarters that looks just like it used to. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. <laughs>